0: Oh, God, guy. I don't wanna I don't wanna do the introduction. It's so weird. No,
1: Go it's on. so I'm it's the so guest.
0: Weird. Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. Okay, so this week we're gonna have a guest, which is one of my best friends, and um she's Chloe, so Let's welcome Chloe to the podcast.
1: Hello, uh, I'm Bella's friend, Chloe, and today we're going to talk about MBTI and 16 personalities, right?
0: Yep. Let's just get started by talking about the difference and similarities between MBTI and 16 personalities. Yes, I think <laughs> Chloe raised her hand, so <laughs> no. let's answer MBTI her questions. MBTI for- 16
1: personalities are the same.
0: Really? Because I, I thought they're not like really interchangeable, but according according to the Google results that I've just searched, it says 16 personalities is a framework that evolves from the MBTI. So I guess it's similar, but not exactly the same, which essentially means that 16 personality is like a simplified version of MBTI. And I'm not really, I haven't really dicked Deep into the reason, but let's just say it's an MBTI/slash 16 personalities discussion. And for the accuracy and for the clarity, I think the strengths and weaknesses or the analysis stuff that I'm using is from the 16 personalities website. Do you have the same Mm -hmm. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So, we both did the 16 personality test, and I think I did the MBTI, so the complicated version, um, a long time ago.
1: I don't, because I thought they're the same, so I don't know which one is which. So the one... The long uh, version.
0: Yeah, the 16personalities.com, that one, it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be the simplified version, but then I think the one you sent... That's so long! I mean, okay, I shouldn't (laughs) say the simple. Yeah, the simplified, but it doesn't mean like it's short, right? Because it's just simplified. Mm. Yeah, but like I think the one you sent me, it's supposed to be the comprehensive one, the more detailed.
1: All right. All right.
0: Anyway, but I think I got the similar result. I'm not sure about Mm -hmm. you because we haven't discussed, right? Do you want to go first? I've done too much talking. I think you should talk.
1: Right. Well, I did both then. So there's. This one tests on the sixteen personalities one, and I got INTJ, the architect. And then for the other one, supposedly more complex one, I got INTJ as well. And it's I got 98 points out of supposedly 100, so I'm definitely, definitely an INTJ. So INTJ stands for introverted, intuitive, thinking, and judging. The the few uh, descriptions for INTJs that they're perfect they like perfecting the details of life applying creativity and rationality to everything they do and their inner world is often a private and complex one. Well I do enjoy being an INTJ and I'm really proud of it especially when I got 98 points out of 100 that is like a super super high school. I think one of the, the things I kind of being both, most proud of is their prioritization on rationality and knowledge, and and their also their own creativity things. But again, because INTPs are not really good with dealing with emotions and feelings and stuff, so on one hand they're very rational, but on the other it would seems like they're very critical, and uh, especially uh, in terms of romance, romance they're very Clueless on um, emotions and struggle to understand what's going on and how to behave, within people. T- with, with between mm-hmm. people.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I was an INTJ before.
1: No, but... you, you, no, no, you, 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 were INFJ.
0: No, I'm definitely not an f.
1: Oh, I'm yeah. not f. I'm not a
0: feeling person, definitely. So I was an INTJ <laughs> I'm before. not a
1: feeling person, alright.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's why it's interesting because I've. I guess I can say the word evolve, like, I've evolved from, like, an INTJ to an ENTJ, so that's quite interesting, and that's why I think it's worth asking you to come here and discuss with me. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, the context was, I was an INTJ, and somehow i become an ENTJ No,
1: no, I I had notes, you were an INTP.
0: Okay, I, I, I would say, now that I think about it, I would say, maybe it's possible I'm an INTP because in the more complicated test yeah i got Mm. ENTP as my third so maybe but i sort of relate to INTJ in some occasions as well so Mm
1: -hmm. it's not
0: a hundred percent because at the same time i didn't really score very high for all of the alphabet so all of them like my E my N my T my J's they are all like 50-ish percent max Mm -hmm. max like 58 or 60 percent so
1: Okay, so um, that's so different because I just looked at my percentage and I'm super one-sided on one. So it's like eighty something, seventy something, on one side. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, when I took this test, I was also thinking like Um, the way how like you know yours is like really the indicators are really strong. But then for me, it's like not, it's like really balanced. You know, Mm -hmm. some people are just more conservative with their choices. Sometimes like you think about this scenario and then you're like, "Mm, I'm not really sure. So I'm going to pick a really strong preference. Mm -hmm. So maybe that plays a role. And I'm not sure if that's really reflective of your behavior, or it's just like your psychology, like what you perceive.
1: I do think that plays in a role because I'm the exact opposite. So I always go for well most of the time I go for like strongly agree or strongly disagree. And like partly agree or partly disagree is not that common when I took the test. But probably because I I don't know, when I compared like my interactions with people or with things, I'm usually in the schedule and like things around me didn't really change that much. So that's probably why. My answers are not that complex. Take, take, go to lectures, go to church, and um, that's basically my whole life.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. I think people's, you know, circumstance would be also part of the factor how you how mm. you rate yourself. Perhaps I'm not sure. Like perhaps it means that maybe you are not that INTJ, and then I'm more ENTJ than we thought. Yeah, that's possible. Okay, so um, going back to my, my result, I'm an ENTJ. According to 16personalities.com, I'm, my type is called the commander. It's someone with the extroverted, intuitive thinking and judging personality traits. And how they describe it is that we are usually the decisive people who loves momentum and accomplishment. And commanders will always gather information to construct their creative visions, but rarely hesitate before acting on them. So we're really decisive, we love taking action, if we have any creative ideas, and we love accomplishments. I think that's quite accurate of me. And okay, so uh, some some characters, that's some interesting characters for ENTJ is Steve Jobs, Gordon Ramsay, uh, Doctor Strange, in um, Avengers, yeah, that's very, very interesting. And I think most of those characters really have like a strong personality; they're really distinct character. For me, I think it's quite true. I am an ENTJ because I do think I'm a very decisive people, I'm a decisive person. Um, per se, I. When I have a creative idea for example I I want to launch this podcast I would just do it like for example I have this idea that I would like to invite you Chloe to my mm-hmm. to my podcast I would just do it and I don't really take much time to think about it or I just don't like to sit on this sit on any ideas at all like I just want to take action and see how things goes I would rather have me dropping out in the middle of a plan than sitting on a plan that's not yeah, moving at all. So that's how I view myself. And I think that's true. Sometimes I feel like I'm usually the person like compared to my friends or compared to my boyfriend, I'm usually the person that says, Oh, let's do this. And yeah, I just don't like, for example, I have something that's very creative. I have a, like business idea. I would just want to do it rather than just waiting for the next good opportunity to come up. So I feel like that re- this really captures the, the side of me going back to the going back to your answer about INTJ I think both what we have in common is the creative side of us a creative vision or creative Mm -hmm. ideas I think both of like both INTJ and ENTJ have this creative side have like, like likes to think out of the box stuff like that but um as I think I'm moving moving on with my life or as I develop my character I think I move more towards the action side of me like the execution rather than the exploration with ideas like i just don't mm-hmm. i don't really i mean i still do have ideas that i would like to develop or i still absorb the information or explore different topics but i focus more on really executing them or thinking about what i can do with these things and action mm-hmm. yeah so that's yeah. i think one of the difference
1: mm-hmm. yeah i guess because you're an e so, you're more, so you're an extrovert, and also you think outwardly. So, you're extra, you tend to work out ideas with others and think out your ideas. But for an I person, it would probably be like thing, going over things through, uh, like inside my head. Uh, it would probably be more reserved and private amongst people. So, I guess. how we we do things like how we have the creative side as you said and also plan and do rational things are the same but you you tend to act on what your decision but probably i'll have this idea but not do it
0: but do you think you're the kind of person that really thinks a lot but do not really like realize it or do not really implement it. Do you think that's true of you or you think you're also the kind of person that will act on your your thinking, your ideas?
1: I think it depends. It's not like I never realize my goals or things. But I just a lot a lot ideas and goals that I want to do and I don't I won't necessarily do it immediately. And I probably would sit on a lot of ideas, and then they would sometimes fade. And now probably be, oh, I forgot about it. I- I'm just not that interested right
0: now. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Before I'm too decisive with my ideas, I used to also have like this kind of feelings where I I got like a lot of fantasy of certain things in my mind. For example, oh, if I launch this thing, it would be so cool. Or if I make this into like a business idea, that's that would this this would be like successful, or it would be world changing or something like that. But the more I realize this is happening, like the more I realize that I don't really take things into action, the more I want to realize it. So it drives me into this character of really want to like achieve things or really want to implement stuff.
1: It's so funny because what she just said, like what you want to do is like, oh, start a business or change the world or something. But then compared to mine, my, what I want to do is fairly private and very, like, the scale is quite small. Like, oh, I want to make a song, but it doesn't necessarily have to be published or it doesn't necessarily have to change the world or I don't want to be popular. Like, I just want to do this small thing. I want to make a song. I want to, like, edit some videos. I don't know. So so probably, like, the scale and the vision is another difference that I surprised who's an e person who's an
0: i person yeah maybe i'm not really sure
1: we're not experts so we're just trying yep. to
0: say that. yeah <laughs> great why not we just move on to talking about our strengths and weakness it's interesting because i was thinking about like since we have three letters in common so i was thinking how similar our strengths and weaknesses would be and how different they would be as well and even though i claim myself to be an INTJ. I already forgot all of the, those INTJ qualities. And you know, the funny th- funny thing is I I already followed like some INTJ page for some reason. And I have to start following ENTJ pages. <laughs> and you know, okay, so the okay, going back to what you said about me being an INTP, because I don't think I've ever relayed myself to an any INTP. because sometimes, you know, INTJ and INTP always appear in parallel, like they they, they just portray like these two types of people in the same scenario. I think I usually relate to the INTJ ones, not the INTP ones. And pr- probably I should just go back and check like what INTPs are.
1: That, yeah. Yeah. I think the main difference is like are you judging kind of uh, like take rules and deadlines, those kind of things more serious? Or do you see rules and deadlines are flexible? So that's if you're think it, you think it's factual you're a but well it doesn't really matter because you said you said a lot of your percentages are like in the middle.
0: Yeah, that that's the problem because I'm too I'm too sort of in the middle, so it's hard to judge. Anyway, we'll just say we're I am ENTJ for for the sake of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why not you start by running us through your strengths first.
1: So my strengths are rational, so they pride themselves on their minds, Uh, opportunity to expand their knowledge and hone their rational thinking skills, and informed, rational, evidence-based opinions. Independent, determined, curious, and versatile. So love diving into all sorts of challenges. But uh, for weaknesses, they are being arrogant, dismissive of emotions, overly critical, and romantically clueless. I feel like all the strains are, are very good in, when you see it as a, you're, you're working. But then all the weaknesses are about emotions.
0: I mean, th- that, that's exactly the part that we're similar because we're both really <laughs> good at working. We're good, really,
1: mm-hmm.
0: re- really thrive in like workplace or like careers and the problem is that how we interact with people like the relationship side of things yeah. okay yeah so to just compare and contrast our our strengths and weaknesses the INTJ and ENTJ let me just quickly run through the ENTJ strengths so ENTJs they're really efficient right and we don't really like any irrationality or laziness we hate that i hate that i hate laziness so much Same. and Same. <laughs> and then we're also really energetic that's true because if we find something that we want we have our goals we have our passion we'll p- pursue it definitely and we are also very self-confident um i would say from time to time i'm not really self-confident all the time but I do. I do think I'm confident to a large extent. Yeah, strong willed definitely. The I remember this really funny quote from from um, secondary school because it says, "Nor do they give up when the going gets tough. So when the going gets tough, the tough gets going." <laughs> it's one of the one of the, <laughs> High
1: Flyers, <come> on. yeah. <laughs> the one of the
0: funny funniest. Was it called quotes that? One of our English teachers shared, if you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. So this is one of them. And I really I really resonate with it. I think that's true. And I'm definitely the tough one, I, I suppose. Um, the weakness is stubborn and dominant, uh, sometimes, dominant uh, because we have really strong confidence and willpower. so we'll try to, you know, force our vision on people sometimes and intolerant yeah I'm intolerant of laziness and what else Um, intolerant of oh intolerant of any emotional considerations yeah that might be yeah that's true impatient yeah because we hate lazy people arrogant yep because of the self-confident sometimes sometimes I'm arrogant maybe (laughs) um poor handling of emotions but i think we're getting better on that <laughs> as we try to you know become more socialized and stuff okay last one cold and ruthless um sometimes because we're intolerant and impatient of lazy people so we can be cold and ruthless at them and we hate people who are too emotional so
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's i the- feel like for yours are so much worse than those of mine, like ruthless. <laughs> I, mine is just dismissive of emotions, <laughs> romantically clueless. But yours are like cold and ruthless, arrogant. Well, I got arrogant too, and then just like intolerant, impatient. It's super me.
0: Yeah, I'm stubborn <laughs> <Okay>. and dominant. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah. I do, I do find that some weaknesses they are like too, you know, too harsh on me, and I don't <laughs> think I'm that kind of person, but. I do find mm-hmm. some occasions where I'm like this, especially with like family, because you're more like close or you just show more of yourself to mm-hmm. your family. And I do find that sometimes I could be like this. And of course, but because if we're, we go out and meet with friends or we work with people, then we'll be more, you know, more socialized and we'll try to learn the social etiquette and be less dominant Mm. and less impatient and less arrogant Mm. so like i think this is what i would be if i don't have any like social norm or obligations or boundaries Mm. imposing on me that would be me if i'm just like i can do whatever i want and there's no consequences there are no social consequences that would be these weaknesses would probably be true but Or as I learn, I learn to improve those weaknesses as an ENTJ. What do you think? Do you think you've, you know, do you tackle your weaknesses or do you think they're true? Are they too
1: harsh? Or Well, I think my weaknesses are very true. But I think what's different from yours is because a lot of your emotions, when I look at your description, it involves how you treat people. People with ENTG personalities often trample others' feelings, in inevitably hurting their partners and friends, especially in emotionally charged situation. But because I'm an, I think the difference is because I'm an I compared to E, ENTJ, INTJs are more reserved. So they ha- they they hate emotions, rationality is king. Impatient with anyone who seems to value feelings more, but they don't voice out their their arrogance or their yeah. dislike that much. So I, that's why I think the vocabularies for INTJs are less harsh, but it doesn't mean that I don't have the same feeling. It's just that I might like not act it out.
0: Or I, I guess the word harsh might be not exactly accurate. I, th- I think I would put it like more expressive and negative, mm-hmm. like negatively expressive. So because these mm-hmm. are like, traits that would affect people or that would be more demonstrated in social settings, whereas mm-hmm. yours is just like a description of you rather than you in a situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, going back to what I've just said, I think I'm also more reserved with my weaknesses or my negative traits in when I'm in like with friends or with mm-hmm. like in a social setting. That's why I don't think these weaknesses would really apply. Like I don't really I'm I i do not think I'm really like dominant or impatient mm-hmm. or aggressive think, with yeah. friends, right?
1: I don't think you're dominant as well. Like to me, well, you I know you're confident. I know like but but I don't think you're dominant.
0: If I've to think about a situation that's me being dominant, it's like when I'm with my family, like if I think my, my family members aren't really doing the you know the smart thing or they're not doing like correctly i would just like do this instead like just yeah i would impose what i've what my my way of doing things on them mm-hmm. yeah i think just mostly being dominant as in like i will i'll pick the restaurant i'll decide where where i hang out if i'm with my family or with my boyfriend maybe mm-hmm. that's the way of being dominant
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah but uh, well, I yeah guess
1: because we haven't seen each other for so long like in person so and we like not we didn't have a lot of group projects as well when we we're at school so that's why like i don't think for me i i don't think i've seen your dominant side in person but probably as you said because you're in different social settings yeah
0: and, and again leadership. going back to what you've said about like group projects i think dominant can be a good thing if you think about it as like leadership for me i'm not I don't consider myself like the really the leader leader in the social setting. If like if I know that I'm not the smartest person or if I know that I'm not the most competent person, I won't do it. Like I won't be the leader. But if I think that if I consider myself as like really competent or I have the c- confidence in me, I would take up the leadership role, if that makes sense. So mm. it's also I guess it's also you know, depend, it also depends on the situation.
1: Okay. But since we, mm-hmm. a lot of our weaknesses are about emotions and sort of linked to how we interact with people, shall we move on to relationships? Well, I, I just generalized things because I don't have a partner yet. So just, I just group like certain traits for INTJs for, uh, interactions with people uh, in general. So they value honesty and they're very straightforward. And this is so funny because I do agree. Like I feel frustrated when people don't understand. And sometimes because I'm so kind of clueless in terms of dealing with emotions, it would really benefit me if I could have like sort of like a robot menu where you tell me what you want and what you want me to say then I'll see how I can compromise. Yeah, I think like this part, well, it took me quite some time to, to comp- like deal with emotions when, between me and my friends. So I, I used to like, I, I had a fight with my other friends because they think I'm not emotionally supportive. And then, and then at last we, we had to, we sort of have to like, okay, we have to reassure each other's position in our whole friendship. And then uh, she told me, okay, I, I really appreciate if you could probably, okay, message me more often, talk about yourself more often. And then, okay, then I would say, all right, okay, this is what she wants to, to want me to do. All right, I'll do this. And, it, it, and if they're being like not straightforward enough, I just don't know, I just don't know what they want. And that frustrates me because they would say, oh, you don't know what I want. And I'm like, you didn't tell me what you want. And it's it's it's, it's funny because like I understand, it says like INTJs understand emotions through percentage and which is really true because I do have sort of, when I, I interact with certain friends and people, I don't know, okay, how close we are, okay. If you've gotten eighty percent, then I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to compromise our plans. But if we're our closeness are just like a fifty percent, or even lower, then I I won't be bothered, and I won't won't um won't vibe with you. And and then these affection can increase and decrease, and and I can learn how to increase those affection percentage as well. So I feel like that that is quite. A new perspective in seeing how INTJ deals with the relationship.
0: That's very interesting because I've never thought of this percentage rating kind of, I don't know, but like, I, of course, everyone has this like, sort of scale in their heart where you just know which like which group of people or which person in particular are your best friends or not. I don't know. For me, I just don't really have this, oh, this person is like 50% or this person is an 80% friends. Mm -hmm. I don't really have this rating or, yeah, I guess I'm not that analytical or not that precise yet with my friends. Mm -hmm. I guess the description for commanders, ENTJs, are mostly about the type of friends they're seeking. So for me, for ENTJs, they're usually seeking people who, wants, who, uh, who would provide personal growth and inspiration, they like people who would share um, deep conversations, meaningful chats, and they like, you know, just discussing and learning with them. Oh, it says that our friends would mainly fall into the um, analyst category, which shares the same passion for logical ideas and uh, critical debates. Yeah, and I definitely agree. I've never really thought about this until university, because university is where I've met a lot of friends that also shares the passion of discussing things or discussing theories or you know, yeah, just discussing life in general or having deep conversations. And I realized that this is the way that I enjoy. Communicating with people—it's not like I don't like just hanging out with people or have a good hangout kind of date, but I feel like if you you go in more deep with this person in terms of you know how they think or how they what their values are—it would be so much more interesting. And I do hope that I find more friends like this in the future. Yeah, and. I'm not sure if that's an NTJ thing or
1: it's it's a an it's an NT thing well because for NT like analysts people they are thinkers and not robots and they they there's and one of the categories are they're socially selective so they don't necessarily care about befriending everyone they meet, but they definitely don't surround themselves with random people just for the sake of having some company.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, like... because, you know, ENTJs, they're more extroverted, so they like hang out with people. But at the same time, we're very selective, so that's very interesting. We are we still enjoy hanging out with people, and we still prioritize hanging out with people, but we're just selective of the people we hang out. Whereas I think maybe INTJs are more like, enjoy alone time more, and they are also a selective of friends.
1: I guess for friendships, one of the description was they search for an equal, so a, uh, someone who has strong opinions about what works and what doesn't, what they're looking for and what they're not. And they have to be intellectually equal as well, so they are bored by anyone who can't keep up with the workings of their minds, so they reject anyone who doesn't seem to meet these expectations. But I guess because ENTJs are more extroverted than INTJs, so you ENTJs are more willing to go out and meet new friends, while INTJs are more like an observer, but also very judgy <laughs> and selective in their own.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's a fair description. I guess the conclusion is that we both need to find friends that are more inspiring and are willing to have meaningful discussions mm-hmm. <laughs> cool shall we move on
1: mm-hmm.
0: to a, a section where we thrive more an area that we are supposed to be more bright about mm-hmm. career paths would you like to start first
1: yeah uh the current career paths from in INTJs are tackle meaningful challenges and find elegant solutions to important problems and they work alone in or in a small group but everyone should work hard to the highest possible standards and, and any job that fails to draw on their skills and knowledge is a waste opportunity and they demand progress and evolution and they love to explore new ideas. Yeah, and workplace habits are—they are very harsh and dismissive towards people they don't respect. <laughs> Team building techniques and group meetings are a waste of time, which is like chit chat, gossip, office politics. They are nothing short. They those can be nothing short of workplace plays. <laughs> architects like INTJs would rather work alone than be slowed down by anyone who isn't as focused as they are. So I think, again, they value jobs that would make them thrive and they would have their freedom to exercise like their greatest strength. But at the same time, these jobs need, they they want to work on their own. So it's definitely not a group job or a group a team sort of effort and they are mostly loans who want to do this on their own. Right. it's just quite true, well I've, I haven't really started working yet, but when I look at group projects I have, I'm definitely more comfortable when I work alone uh but i also like feel comfortable when those people are on uh, like we have the same mind as we just said like intellectually equal for people when i work with them then i i'm, I'm happy to work in a group because they would contribute to like getting the job done and getting good um, like doing it as best as possible so yeah like, like if i had really bad groupmates i'd rather like take up all the responsibilities and do uh, ev- do everything on my own yeah and also i think that the only proper internship i had was as an editor like a video editor so it's that also like working alone and wait for your your leader to your team leader to give you comments and then you edit another version so it's like still still more like a an independent kind of job.
0: I guess uh, the first part the about working alone and like prefer prefer individual tasks or like individual projects than group projects. At some point I also feel that way, but as I work more or as I interact with people more I think I've become more open to the idea of Let's say working with people or interacting with people because I guess I do have some internship experience or work experience that are quite individual and lonely and you know just me working at my desk and without any human interaction. And I used to think that it's you know that's very productive and that's okay for me because you know I think I I can work alone and I... You know, in university, you always write your own essay, you work on your own projects. But then as time goes by or as I have experience with more um, different types of jobs or like different work experience, I find human interaction is also quite important for me. I didn't realize how important it is because when I have like, for example, fellows, I have my peers, I have my intern mates, I have supervisors or... Colleagues in general, I do feel like it's more interactive and more, just more happy to be with around people. It's just make, makes work more, less boring. So I think one reason why I moved from I to an E is because I'm more accepting of having company, having people to work with. And I do see the value of having a person next to me working.
1: I'm just. Kind of excited to see if if I would turn into an ENTJ in the future because well well I'm still in uni and you're working so it's a total different uh, situation like a, a step you're a step ahead sort of <laughs> so it's just it would be interesting to see if and like, like when I uh, like maybe after I finish a degree would I like slowly evolve into an entj and would i like value and see interactions like as a more important part like that would be interesting to see yeah that
0: would be and of course the way to explore this is to just you know get out there and get more different Mm -hmm. types of experience and Mm -hmm. i definitely thought that i would also be an i like i definitely thought i would also enjoy working alone but turns out I do enjoy working with people, which it's quite unexpected. About the second comment you've made about being intellectually stimulating, you want your job to be more challenging and to allow you to learn. I think that's also one of the things I personally think that it's important, but I do not really see this trait mentioned in my description. which is interesting. Okay. It says that I should learn new skills and seek out new challenges. More importantly, it says that as we learn this new um, skill or as we take on this new challenge, we would think that like anything is possible with hard work and that's the important part. So of course I do, I do agree that we always want to learn new things or accept new responsibilities in like a job situation. but. For ENTJ, the important part is that with all these new commitments or challenges, uh, we would see that as like a challenge that we're willing to take, and we think that it's possible to conquer because we have this determination, and you know, we we have this drive to achieve that. And I do see that it's something I I, I feel like it's also part of part of me. But then. As we go on to like another thing that you mentioned about INTJ, which is about creativity. This is something that is not, that is a bit similar, but not quite for ENTJs, because as we see that most, like this most similar thing that we've got for ENTJs are that we love sharing ideas and critics, which might apply in a like a creative discussion. But more importantly, we just, We're people that likes execution and management. So I Mm -hmm. guess the creativity solution would come into play for like managing people or executing projects rather than really thinking about imaginative ideas or new original idea. So that's the different part because we're more about execution and we're more about like achieving some sort of goal or stuff. And And as you said,
1: because one of your strengths are valuing efficiency. So that's probably why, like, as a manager, probably you would hope to achieve the project, like, to finish the project in the most efficient way. And it doesn't, the most efficient way doesn't necessarily have to be the most creative way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I guess for ENTJs, we value efficiency much more than creativity or. Yeah, so that might be the difference. But I do, I do, I think you do mention that INTJ's value efficiency as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but probably because I, I don't think INTJ would be up for the role of a manager. Probably some something, someone that like that someone that would make change, but in. A, sort of, I don't know if it's hidden, but in less over ton kind of posts. but then ENTJs are more willing to step up and take up the managing role. So that's probably why this, in this situation, efficiency wouldn't come as the most important part because we're not going to manage a team another interesting
0: thing about you know this managerial or executive role i used to think that i'm not really this type of person i'm not sure about like how others perceive me but what i think of myself is that i don't see myself as a manager or like leader or the yeah leader or whatever because like you know back in secondary school I i was like I was asked or was assigned to take up certain leadership role. But then at the same time, I don't really see it as like an active leader role because it's just like a name, a title, but you don't really actually have to exercise that leadership muscle or you don't really have to learn to manage people. But then recently I do discover that I enjoy managing people or enjoy being the leader because in one of the recent job positions, I, I had sort of like a, like a person that's newer than me. So like, I'm more senior. They give me this kind of role or responsibility of like managing the newcomers or the newer interns. I do find myself enjoying this role. Like I enjoy talking, interacting and managing or giving directions or distributing responsibilities, stuff like that maybe with more experience or with more opportunities i might be able to you know practice that leadership skill a bit more going back i do think that so-called leadership experience back in secondary school are, aren't really i'm aren't really legit it's just like a a name a title so if you you don't really you don't really know if you're a manager until you have the chance to exercise it and you don't usually get the chance until you're in your for let's say three to five years into your job. So you don't really get to be a manager. And there are very few situations where it can really be a leader, because even if you're like in a, in like a group project, I don't think you can really manage people because you're not like senior or whatever, you're just equal. So it doesn't really give you the same power. And what, what my point is that it's really difficult to see if you're really up or you really have that manager talent. And mm-hmm. because, it's really rare because you only get the chance if you're senior enough in your workplace. And so that mm-hmm. might be, like, it's kind of difficult to see if you're, if we are good leaders.
1: We're, we're, we're just starting to enter the social world and right also, like, start working. There's still a lot of different like situations to see how we're going we're to evolve. We're gonna evolve. It would be interesting to, to do this test like a few years later
0: exactly because i do hear people change from time to time like the podcast that i listen to some of those people there they have different results but some of course they have the same throughout their life and yeah so i guess that's about it for this episode hopefully you guys have some sort of idea or inspiration from our interesting discussion, especially if you are an INTJ or ENTJ. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested and you don't really know what 16 personality or MBTIs (laughs) are, definitely check out the description box of this episode, we'll link all the, you know, links for those tests and yeah, you can test and see which personality you are.